Wow, first day of the new year, and it's a technical Tuesday. Well, a happy 2019 to you. I trust you're having a great day if you're listening to this on the first day of the year. Happy New Year to you and uh, wish you all the best. Uh, we've got a very special guest, a guy you might have met before. Let's see. Um, who are we talking about? Nick Cleveley. Hey, brother. What is going on? Yeah, not much. And just, just to say, I haven't had any emails about social media yet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Okay, listen. Um, if you are listening to this podcast and uh, you have not sent an email to Nick, um, well, maybe that you didn't give them your email. Maybe that's the reason. Yeah, good. Are you gonna do it? It's on our church. It's on our church website. <clears throat> All right, go to go to www.covenantgracechurch.church. No, no, Covenant Grace, Grace Baptist. Covenant Grace Baptist.church, right? Or www.gracenet.co.nz. That's where you'll find more info about either Nick or myself. We're two pastors in uh, New Zealand and um, both part of the Reformed Baptist Fellowship of New Zealand, uh, both uh, 1689 confessional guys. And uh, and uh, we're trying to get Nick to uh, do more on social media. That's the that's the big play. I, I, I would like to say to you, if you uh, send in an email right now, I'll send you a volume, uh, a, you know, a, a whole banner of truth um, set on John Owen. But that's not going to happen because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you just have you just have to do it. I, I, I'm... Say again. Sorry, you cut out there. I said I'd get on social media for that. Give me that, <laughs> okay. my man. Okay, cool. All right. So, guys, we got to figure out a way. Figure figure out a way to I'm, get I'm open to I'm open to bribery. Oh, there we go. Um, okay, cool. Whiskey? What about a whiskey bottle? No, no. Heavens no. We don't, Heavens we don't no. whiskey below the uh, <laughs> north-south line. The Arctic line or whatever it's called. Um, good. Um, <laughs> all right. Now, we, uh, we I derailed our last conversation Um thinking about social media, but it was a good conversation. I'm glad we had it. Um, so one thing we, we did want to talk about is another book that you've read uh, that I don't yes. know. Yes, <clears throat> a very good book, Tony Reinke's uh, John Newton on the Christian Life. Mm. There's a whole cross. There's a whole series in Crossway. So Carl Truman does the one on Luther. Michael Horton does the one on Calvin. That's the one I'm reading at the moment. Excellent. Um, but the one by Tony Reinke on John Newton was un. Believable! Wow, it was absolutely outstanding. I mean, I, I want to buy the works of John Newton, and I want to read them. That's how absolutely inspiring it was. Mm -hmm. And I think, particularly, um, just in terms of a preacher and a pastor, um, John Newton is the counselor par excellence, and he speaks right to the troubles of the heart and the issues of the soul. Um, he is a man who knows what a guilty conscience looks like. Yes. He is a man who knows how to apply the balm of the gospel. Mm -hmm. He is a man who is all about centering on Jesus as prophet, priest, king, husband, maker, etc. Yeah. Um, wow. Um, I've got a book on his letters, which I've obviously read and really enjoyed. Mm. But I actually want to go and reread them with just the wonderful insights that Rankies was uh, able to pull out. It was amazing. Now, is the, the, book, yeah. uh, the other book, is that called Wise Counsel? I've... Um where he's talking to John Ryland, I think. Or Whose book? 
there's another book uh, called Wise Counsel, the compilation of John Newton's le- letters, I think to John Ryland or um, someone. I can't remember who it was. I'm not sure of that one. I've just got the banner of truth, letters of John Newton. Okay. It's just a, a compilation of some of his most popular ones. Right. Um, okay. Good. Uh, so, yeah, t- tell us about it, man. What, what, what's speaking to you? Well, um, <clears throat> there was, uh, I've already, I, I sort of pilfered it and plagiarized it and used it in my preaching. But there's, mm-hmm. I mean, just every chapter is so useful uh, mm. just for the practical Christian life. There's one chapter there on 10 reasons why we suffer. There'd be another one on, you know, how to deal with what's the difference between true and false guilt. <clears throat> and, of course, it was very uh, Christ-centered, gospel-centered, grace-driven. Mm-hmm. Um, it had all the buzzwords in it. And <clears throat> I suppose I only had one criticism, and that's what I was hoping to sort of discuss with you. Mm-hmm. So John Newton was a man who was deeply in touch with his sin. Mm-hmm. He was a man who was deeply in touch with the guilty conscience, who knew what the dark side of life looked like, mm-hmm. being a slave owner and a man who who had who had been a profligate uh, individual. Yeah. And throughout his Christian ministry, you could really sense that he was very, 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 very big on sin. Mm-hmm. And I suppose there was just one hole that I thought just something not – I don't, don't want to detract from that at all. Mm-hmm. He rightly saw himself as a sinner, but mm-hmm. I, I thought that he didn't also, in addition to that, rightly see himself as a saint. Right. So he wouldn't, he, he always saw himself as a sinner saved by grace, mm. but there was never a deeper confidence in terms of. The, almost the eschatological. Uh, yeah, final, and so I mean, it's yeah. a, a, a couple of questions I thought were useful. Mm. Um, you know, here's, here's one for you and one we could probably discuss in mm. light of. What I think was lacking, and it's you know, is a Christian totally depraved? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, I, I see where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah. Well, just before that, I mean, you know what comes to mind when you say that he he was um he was the pastor of William Cooper, right? And that's um, right. And yeah. so you know, and, and we know the story there, in that you know he wrote these beautiful hymns about grace, but but never seemed to be able to. Uh, get any level of assurance, um, and even died in a in a state of of frenzy. You know, as a, as a as someone who was the last twenty years of his life, he didn't attend church, and right. John Newton just came to him. Right. And the whole hymn writing project was during that last twenty years of his life, where he was just in a constant bog of depression. Yeah, and crazy like that. Yeah, and I mean, you know, looking back, I mean, there's just no doubt that he was he was saved, you know, and yeah. uh, you you just you just wonder. I, mean, I wonder if that little thing that you're talking about right now with with John Newton didn't perhaps, um, well, maybe it was uh, it could, maybe he could have served him better at that point if if this point had been further, um, or perhaps if he had a slightly more, I don't want to say optimistic, but you know what I mean, um, uh, slightly more, yeah, a greater confidence in in the reality of of. Um, a regeneration and yeah. So okay. So sorry. What was the question that you um, you asked? So oh, are we totally? Yeah. Are we totally depraved? So we're good Calvinists. We yeah. believe in the tea of tulip. Uh-huh. And you know, before you are born again, you need the Holy Spirit to monogistically regenerate you, uh-huh. to bring you, to resurrect you from the mm. dead, and to enable your uh, t- taking hold of Christ by faith and repenting. Yeah. yeah. Now so, that you're a Christian, yeah, is the Christian totally depraved? Yeah. Um, all right. So I would say yes. Um, firstly, we have to be careful there in the sense that um, we're not talking about a total depravity in, in being as bad as you could be and, you know, the whole thing. But every part yeah, of you. Not, not utter depravity. Not yeah. utter depravity. We're talking about every part of you being tainted with sin. 
And uh, yeah. w- while you're in your Adamic nature, wh- while you're in your Adamic body, let's let's keep it real tangible. Um, yeah. You know, the reality is that that remains, that truth still remains. Um, I love the way the guy that's been most satisfying to me in terms of answering that question is is, is John Gill, and um, the way that he looked at it, he he would speak about us being, uh, you know, just the reality of our having to die still, you know, physically yes. shows that there's something according to our being in in Adam that that must still it's have its still payday. Very real, right? Yeah, and um, and just the fact that we get sick and our bodies deteriorate, and just you know, if you keep it on that almost that physical, um, tangible level for a second, you, you, it's very yeah. easy to verify that. It's very easy to see that that's true, and um, and yet at the same time, we know there is a, another principle within us as where something that's new, something that's uh, that's brand new, something that's recreated, something that is. Um, uh, it wasn't in existence prior to our coming to Christ. Uh, we mm-hmm. are a new man in Christ, and we know what that is. We know that that's not our body. We don't just all of a sudden get a brain reset, uh, you know, in terms of thoughts and sinful patterns and that sort of thing. We don't uh, all of a sudden get healthy um, and, yeah. and you know avoid death. Um, and so we've got to explain it, it even at that physical level. It might even be helpful just to stay there for for a while, just to see how that that must work. And then the same categories will will apply for for the deeper um, depravity stuff uh, or spiritual stuff. And so he would speak yep. about us being in 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 a some sense in, in two covenants while we remain in our Adamic flesh. We're in a, yeah. uh, our Adamic um, covenant. Uh, that that is fallen, that uh, will die. Uh, it's the punishment upon Adam, and uh, a punishment that we bear, um, and that we will pay for uh, at that level. Um, but so would he go all the way to, over to saying that we are still in Adam and also in Christ? Well, would he you go know, as far as see now the thing is he he and this is where he got a little weird. And now his deal, interestingly enough, was was he was trying to defend himself against eternal justification. You know, and yeah. he and yeah. so he was almost approaching it from that angle, and and in the process dealing with this subject. But I just uh, and so I think he probably did veer onto extremes there. Uh, I mean, I, I think if you had to push me and sort of put against my head, which covenant are we in as Christians? Well, of course, we're not in any Adamic covenant at all. Uh, we're dead according to that Adamic covenant. We've been married to another. We are um, uh, united with Christ. Um, and that that really is our very assurance of salvation right there. Um, and yet yeah. uh, there's something maybe we need a Latin term or something like that. something something to just talk about that <laughs> that re- that remaining um, reality of the implications uh, I've got of it, the, I've got it. Okay, boom. We are two age sojourners. Ho 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 ho. Uh, now we just need that in Latin. <laughs> Bring out Google Translate. <laughs> we need we need to put that. I think oh, I think it would be like something like uh, deuce. Uh, something, uh, ion. yeah, <laughs> use ion citizens, blah, blah, blah. Um, all right, Latin sucks. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, so, you know, no. So the answer is, uh, well, look, would Gil, the, the, the question of whether Gil would actually have done that is, is kind of an interesting one and it opens up a whole Pandora's box, <laughs> but, um, yeah. but would we, would I think that? No, um, I don't think that, you know, soter- in any soteriological sense, we're in uh, an Adamic covenant once we become saved. But it does help us to just process what that total depravity means for a Christian. Yeah. Um, it still touches every single part of us as physical death touches every single part yes. of us. Yeah. 
Well, let me let me let me sort of give you my reflection on on the question. So I sort of go back to the definitions and I, I sort of ask for some clarification. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you mean by totally depraved? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you mean touched in every part, hundred mm-hmm. percent agreement. Mm-hmm. But often, what we also mean in addition to that is um, <clears throat> incapable of believing. Yes. Incapable of agreeing with the law of God. Yeah. Incapable of hating sin and loving God. As we should. So yeah. the. Yeah. Uh, but now that we are born again, are we still incapable in all those ways? Mm. We would have to say definitely not. No. Um, yeah, that's right. So that's, yeah, that's the aspect that I found lacking in Newton. Right. And, and not only Newton, but you see that in a lot of Reformed stuff. I mean, often you'll hear, um, hey, and, and kind of humorously, you know, um, you know, when we're, when we're slamming the whole look into your heart vibe, you know, what do you see? Oh, well, actually, the only thing on your heart is sin. <laughs> and uh, cholesterol and that sort of thing, and uh, yeah. and that obviously there there is you know there is a degree of profound truth there to the you know to the extent we're talking about this the sin that touches every part of us, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's I've always been troubled by that because the, with your heart you love the Lord. I mean, this is the, your your heart has been renewed as a Christian. This is the whole point yeah. of the new covenant. You know, the law is now written on your heart, so you Amen. should as a Christian you should look into your heart and also see the rewritten law of God, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you, you've been you've been made new. You love the Lord, but here's where I think it does impact even that reality, <laughs> in that it's always going to be I believe, Lord help my unbelief. Um, yes, thing. So it's never going to be. The sin is still with us. We're not we're not in in a triumphalistic mode of perfectionism. Yeah, it's still a work in progress. It's mm-hmm. still a slow progressive sanctification. Never mm. reaching perfection, the mm-hmm. side of glory. Yeah, all of those uh, qualifications, but there is still something new. So we still have we have to recognize that in one sense we're not totally depraved. Yeah, while in another we still are. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah, that's great. And I think a lot of this comes. Um, you see it come out with uh, pendulum swings reacting to. Like I know every reform guy will break into a rash and. Um, and react with a, a solid doctrine of total depravity when listening to Joyce Meyer, you know, um, or Joyce Myers. Yeah. Is it Myers or Meyer? Myers. I'm, I'm Meyer. Isn't it Meyer? <laughs> Joyce Meyer. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. I like that. Joyce Meyer. <laughs> um, you, know, you know that chick, that charismatic chick. Isn't, isn't she like from South Africa? No, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you, do, okay, good. Yeah, you know who is it? What's her name? Joyce Myers. It's Myers, right? <laughs> no, it's just Maya. Is it Maya really? Like Maya the bee. <laughs> it's Maya the bee. That's Mia. Mia. <laughs> um, oh man, that that crazy triumphalist, uh, charismatic chick. Um, it's so funny. The other day um, on the podcast recommendation thing, it's like, well, because you followed um, uh, Reform Forum. And two age sojourner and um, doctrine and devotion. You must also like Joyce Meyer's podcast, you know. Yes, <laughs> I think I saw that as well. It's giving me the recommendation. <laughs> I'm like, dude, someone fire the the algorithm guy there. But um, anyway, so so uh, yeah, I think when when you hear that sort of preaching, which is typically very triumphalistic, or probably there are better examples uh, than her at this point, where um. You know, they're just all about, hey, once you become a Christian, you know, name it and claim it, and you you really shouldn't be going through much negativity of any sort. And and they like to preach against the Reformed, like, 
uh, gloominess, you know, that we're always talking about sin and we're never talking about the victory that we have. And um, and so the reaction yeah. to that is usually to bring a, a hey 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 I you know I look in my heart and I see sin and cholesterol don't follow your heart it'll take you straight to hell and all of that's true but yeah in the middle of that we, we yeah it's very important I think not to miss the nuance on this or or, mm. the, or a careful balanced understanding because yeah I think William yeah. Cooper and John Newton as you say um, I mean sometimes you do feel it another guy that I remember um, David Brainerd's journal you read that. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, you yeah. definitely very see Very, yeah. very. I mean, and, and, you know, those guys were obviously prone in that direction anyway. And, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I struggle. It's so weird. It's such a weird thing because it's all so profoundly true in that you know that there's something more. I mean, that's, if you just use Paul's letters, for example, as um, yeah. the thing through which to filter, uh, you know, some of that reformed classic literature um, you see, this, it just takes I mean, on a different tone, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to honor the gospel by saying that we're depraved sinners who God has to save. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it can dishonor the gospel because it doesn't recognize the good work that God has done and doing in us. That's right. And um, yeah, <clears throat> eschatology, right? I think you put this, as we said earlier, like two-age sojourner, the idea there is that uh, there is the age to come that is overlapping with our age, and yep. and so we're experiencing the some of the already not yet um, dynamic in that we're we have moments where we f- where we truly do foretaste yep. what it will be like in heaven. W- although exactly, we can- our hearts do cry out, "Abba, Father." Yeah, and Fought and th- by the Spirit to love our God, and yeah. it's precisely for that reason that we want to be rid of sin because we know what sin is corrupting at that point. But it's not that it's just corruption as it was, like no different to when, you know, before we came to Christ. So that's a huge point. Yeah, yeah. And probably probably another just way of putting the question forward is how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as a, as a sinner who's saved or a saint who sins? Yeah. What yeah. do you think? Are you just are you merely a sinner who's saved? Are you just this miserable, deplorable, totally depraved sinner who can't get past step one mm-hmm. and always in the place of mopping the floor with your blood mm-hmm. as you try and confess your way back into the kingdom after a sin mm-hmm. because you're just a sinner who's saved. You're always just in by the skin of your teeth. You're never, you're never feeling the, the place of newness in your life and what God has accomplished. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or do you see yourself as a saint, one who's separated, one who's risen with Christ, one who is new, one who who is risen with Him, who is alive, who also sins? Yeah. So with that yeah, latter I option, think there, I think there is there, there. Those are two very different mindsets, aren't they? Yeah. Which one's yours? Uh, so I mean, I I like to think I'm the saint who sins, but yeah, yeah. the majority of my Christian life has been the sinner who's saved. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I uh, I would prefer to think of myself as the saint who sins, but in actual fact, probably laments more in the other direction, um, you know, in, yeah. in functionally. But, well, I, you, but I'm trying to shoot for the other way, you know, that, that, and that's probably worth saying as well. Yeah. But you know what we're describing right there? Romans 7, Romans 8. Romans 6, Romans 7, Romans 8. That's yeah, it. I mean, yeah. that's it. That's the very war right there. Romans know? 6, you've been baptized with Christ, you're the saint. Yeah. Now present yourself for righteousness, you know. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and just the, the lamentation through Romans 7 and then just thank God the answer is in Christ, you know. And uh, there is yeah. therefore now no condemnation uh, to those who are in Christ. So, yeah. 
And that's, that's right. That's good stuff. So, I mean, Newton, fantastic book, beautiful book. Read it from cover to cover. Relish it. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I was <clears throat> just touched. I mean, I'm not often touched by reading books, but this was just all heart all the way through. And it was only in the last chapter that he, the the, the author himself, Tony Ranke, yeah, he's the one who brought up this lack. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it wasn't there the whole time. Right. So, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. That's good. Um, so I, d- I didn't miss it until he mentioned it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. Good. Um, so let's, um, uh, what I will do is I'll put that on 2 H Sojourner, that book. Um, uh, you know what yeah, I might do? Well yeah, totally. What I might do is actually set up some sort of affiliate scheme so that if you click on that link on on my blog, uh, you make me rich because I get one cent for every like 3,000 clicks that I get or something. So, <laughs> so <laughs> all I need is like to multiply the people that <laughs> listen to this by, uh, you know, yeah. lots and lots and lots and then um, I'll get you know one how cent. I got, do you know how I got that book? What? Let me tell you how I got that book. I subscribed to Crossway's monthly newsletter. Mm-hmm. And then they send you a, <clears throat> a monthly survey that you fill out. And if you fill out the survey, you get a free book. What? So I've got uh, Michael Horton's Calvin on the Christian Life for free. Wow. I've got Tony Ranke's John Newton on the Christian Life for free. Dang. And a number, number of other excellent Crossway books. No Just way. by subscribing to their newsletter. So Are you serious? That's a good hack. Oh, there, there we go. Yeah, Beautiful. Thank you for that. That's yeah. great. All right. Let's go get signed up, people. That's excellent. And uh, yeah, good talk, man. That's great. Um, so we'll have that on the show notes or blog or something if you do want to check it out. And um, thanks for joining us, uh, Nick. Thanks for joining us, Nick. Yeah, man. <laughs> and uh, th- thanks for uh, tuning in. Bless you. 2hsojourner.com. Bye.